What is a shaken a fire nation? JLD here, and welcome to February 2018's income report for entrepreneurs on fire. And it was a doozy of a month in a great way. We're going to be talking ice, we're going to be talking snow, we're going to be talking sun, we'll be talking fun, but first we're going to talk income. Our gross income for February was $172,000. Our expenses were $43,000 for a total net profit of $129,000, which is actually just about $10,000 less than last month. Uh, But when you listen to the rest of the report and realize that we spent all of the month in either Maine or San Diego, like literally every single day, um, I think you have to agree that that's not too bad of a net profit for a 100% traveling month. Now, of course, we have Josh and Kate hanging out with us today. So why don't you guys say hello? What's, What's up, Fire, up, Fire Nation? Nation? Oh, love it. And as always, we are going to have Josh kick it off for us with an incredible tax tip as he always does. And first off, I just want to say thank you, Josh, because I know it is like literally right smack dab in the middle of tax season. So you were up till 3 a.m. yesterday. I can hear the grogginess in your voice, but you have come out for Fire Nation. You are a stud, my friend. Is it like a like a sexy grogginess? Or? <laughs> this is a PG <laughs> we'll show, Fire Nation Josh. be the judge. All right. We'll, we'll do some type of survey and see how it goes. But no, it's uh, it's busy. It's tomorrow's a corporate deadline. So it's it's been a busy one, but always, always thrilled to be here and give a tax tip. Well, I can't wait to hear it, so take it away. All right. So yeah, this time of year, it's, uh, it seems to be one overriding question I get from all of, all of my clients, including Fire Nation. Not all of them, but the, a lot of them that, that owe a big bill. And that question is, how do I pay if I don't have the money to pay? Okay, so you had a great year in your business. You come to see someone like me. We give you the bad news that, hey, the government wants their piece of that action and you didn't plan properly and you don't have the money to pay, what are your options here? All right, and the first thing I'm gonna say, I, I know they might not wanna hear it, but when this happens to you, this is a sign that your planning, your preparing has to improve, all right? This financial aspect of your business has to improve. That's what this tax bill is telling you. You didn't do things correctly the, 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 this year. Look, this can happen to any of us, especially your first year in business, right? Or your first year making significant money, that, uh, that tax bill hits you and you weren't quite expecting it. But taxes themselves are not unexpected. If you make money, you are going to pay them. Okay, so let this be the one lesson that, that hits you. You've got to prepare for these. Okay, but if you're in this position, I know the last thing you want to hear is a lecture. What's done is done. So let's go over your options here. The first thing you can do if you have this large tax bill is you can pay it in full. All right. And if you have the funds set aside or you have the funds somewhere that you can do this, this is always your best course of action. And I know that can be painful. Maybe you have like a $60,000 tax bill that can be painful to see $60,000 all at once go out the door. But the last thing you want is the IRS to be all in your, your, your business about these taxes you owe them. Okay. So if you can get rid of them by making that payment, my advice is always to do that. Number two, if you don't have that, the money to pay that and your total tax bill is under $50,000, you can actually set up a payment arrangement with them. All right? And believe it or not, the IRS is actually very easy to work with here. 
the best thing you can do, in my opinion, is give them a call. The number I usually use is 1-800-829-1040. They have all kinds of numbers, but that's the one I usually get through to them the best on. And you're going to tell them I owe taxes and I want to set up an installment agreement. They're going to ask you how much you owe. You tell them. And then they're literally going to say, how much do you want to pay per month? Okay. As long as that amount that you give them will allow that total tax bill to be paid off within five years, they're almost definitely going to say, okay, good to go. Let's do it. Then they're going to send you out some paperwork and you're going to have to pay them monthly. If you get this, do not miss that monthly payment. Okay. It's, it's worse than missing a credit card payment, anything like that. This is the IRS. They were quote unquote kind enough to give you this payment arrangement. Make sure you live up to it. Okay, so if it's under $50,000, this is an option. If it's over $50,000, let's say you owe 70, you're gonna have to pay enough to get under 50,000 to get that payment agreement. If you cannot do that, you can still give them a, tr- give them a call and try to do it. Typically, they're gonna say no. All right, if, if you fall into that category, we're gonna go down to option number three. And this is a true last resort option. If you do not have the money to pay this bill and you know in the future you are not going to have the money to pay this bill, your last resort is to, to request an offer and compromise. Okay, so this is for people that maybe they're, unfortunately their business went under or they're, they're, they lost their job or they know they're gonna make significantly less income for the foreseeable future, right? They have no way to pay this tax bill now or in the future. They're basically going to reach out to the IRS, say, hey, I know I owe you $70,000. I do not have the funds to pay this. I'm not going to have the funds to pay this. Will you accept XYZ instead. Okay. So basically you're offering to pay them in full a significantly reduced amount in order to make them go away. If you do go this route, I highly recommend using a tax attorney to help with this. Okay. This isn't, this isn't as simple as the option two where you call them up and say, Hey, I'd like an offer and compromise, right? There is a ton of paperwork here and you're going to need a professional to make sure it's being done right. You've got to prove to them that this bill cannot be paid. All right. So those are the three options you have if you owe this bill. I have one option to never, ever take that I see people trying to do all the time. Do you know what that is, John? Just pretend that it never happens. That's, that is very similar, and that happens all the time as well. That's, <laughs> that's what I do with my car. Like It's squeaking. I just pretend it's not there, and, and it always <laughs> seems to get worse. But no, with taxes, what people try to do is extend their return. Right? The IRS gives you the opportunity to extend filing your ter- return until October 15th, but they do not give you the opportunity to extend paying the return. I know that seems crazy. If you extend the return, you should have an extension to pay. It's not the way it works. They still expect that bill paid at least 90% of it by April 15th. Okay. So if you owe $50,000, do not think that by extending your return that you can extend paying that. They're going to hit you with significant penalties. They call failure to pay penalties and they rack up each month that you don't pay, even if you have an extension. Okay. So use one of the three steps we described. Do not think that extending will get you out of it. So look, John, as you know, an unexpected tax bill can happen to the best of us. I give people lots of bad news. Look, you guys have seen the income reports that that Entrepreneur on Fire has. Mm -hmm. John knows what it's like to have a big tax bill, but he's prepared for it, right? These aren't unexpected. The successful entrepreneurs I work with are prepared for these taxes. So number one, get prepared. Number two, if you are getting hit with this unexpected bill, follow these steps, get it taken care of. Always been prepared. Thanks to my main man, Josh, CPA on fire. Of course, he has us prepared. But man, I can remember back in the Cali days, Josh, we had some we had some pretty big quarterly payments we had to make, huh? <laughs> 
like like six figure tax payments, right? It's crazy. Oh man, and and that's the thing. I mean, Fire Nation has to be one of the indicators. If you're not paying quarterly taxes leading up, you know, to you know the end of the year tax bill, then you know you're doing something wrong, and you're going to have a, an enormous one. And that's the first thing you know that Josh got me doing back. You know, when I brought him on way back at the beginning when I first started making revenue, he's like, okay, listen, we're going to start paying making quarterly estimates. It's going to make everything much better when it comes to the end. And so sometimes at the end, actually, that ended up being my my smallest of the of of all the tax bills because we kind of overpaid in the first three just to really make it uh, make sure about that and then the fourth one was just all right well this is what the actual number is and so it's not going to be that t- terrible a- as it is and we can kind of come under to make it all even for those four quarterly payments and fire nation i love how Josh gave the phone number. He even gave you a script. So if you have to go that route, you know, Josh is giving you the step-by-step instructions. Of course, he has so much more great information on, on his website, cpaonfire.com. Josh is always ready and willing to talk to you, Fire Nation. Shoot him an email, josh at cpaonfire.com. And Josh, bring us home. One final piece of advice and then say goodbye. Yeah. So uh, as always, check out our, our free video course if you're looking for that proper business entity, uh, cpionfire.com slash fire nation. Peace, Josh. Thank you. You get some sleep or go back to the tax returns, whatever you have to do. Uh, say hi to your beautiful family from uh, both Kate and myself. And uh, until next month. We'll see you. Fire Nation. Wow. I know that you know, that's can be kind of a scary way to start the conversation to start the income report off. Uh, but the reality is, this is the reality. You need to be focused on what you need to do if you're going to run a healthy, thriving business. So definitely take those steps and definitely go through that process that Josh gave you because you know you want to be doing the right things the first time because you don't want to get hit with those hefty penalties, etc. Make things happen the right way the first time, if at all possible. So shifting gears, as I mentioned at the top of the income report, the entire, and I mean literally, the entire month of February was out of Puerto Rico for myself and Kate. I mean, to be completely honest, we woke up early, early on the morning of February 1st. And we drove up to the airport and six hours later, we landed in Portland, Maine on February 1st. Spent two weeks in Maine and then the next three weeks in San Diego um, into the first week in March. And we didn't get back to Puerto Rico uh, till the first week in March. So it was just a traveling month for us. We went from 87 to negative seven and 37 hours. If any of you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my post about that. It was really funny, uh, literally going from 87 to negative seven and 37 hours. And it was even a shorter time frame than that if I was really to do the math. But uh, that just reminds me, follow me on Instagram because I'm showing some really cool stuff, both on my stories and on my posts. Uh, Kate and I got to do some great skiing. And if you go to the income report, eofire.com slash income 54, you'll see an awesome picture of myself and Kate hitting the slopes at Sugarloaf USA, which is the best ski mountain in Maine, the mountain that I actually grew up on. And my parents still own a ski on ski off condo there, which we like to take advantage of when possible. And uh, my niece and nephew were up for that weekend as well. So we got to spend a nice family weekend up there. 
with Casey, who's almost actually no, she is now seven, um, and William, who's three. So that was just a fun time. I got a great picture of the three of us playing um, on the rug as well. So definitely check that out. And then I even posted a little picture of the office that Kate and I utilized during our time in Maine. It's a beautiful shot out the window of my childhood bedroom looking out onto the basketball court and the lake that I grew up on. Um, and it was cold. So, uh, so Kate, I've been talking a lot. Josh has been talking a lot. I just kind of gave a little breakdown for the first two weeks in February, which was Maine. Why don't you come on in and add your three cents? I will add my three cents by outing you right quick. What? You didn't even mention that we went down to Providence to watch a Friars game. Well, I was trying to leave you something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will take it as my cue to fill in that part. But that was also a cool thing that we did while we were in Maine. It was literally like an eight-hour trip. I mean, we drove down there. We got the campus tour, got to hang with Father Erie, got to meet up with some of your great friends um, for dinner and to watch the game and then drove home after that. I was quite the trooper for driving there and back. I don't know. What do we get home at? Like 1 a.m. maybe? I think it was 1 a.m. But, you know, I probably did help that Providence won a nail biter against Georgetown. It was a buzzer shot. It was such a great game to be at. Um, We even got to check out the boxes there at the um, Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts Center. Center. I almost forgot, but then I remembered it's named after my favorite coffee on the (laughs) East Coast. Um, And we got to celebrate your Graham's birthday. We got to celebrate your father's birthday. Totally. And I think we, no, we didn't celebrate Casey's birthday because it wasn't yet, but um, really great time in Maine. And then are we heading into San Diego already? What did I miss in Maine? Um, no, I think you wrapped it up, but you know, I will say that that Providence College basketball victory is the reason that we are in the NCAAs right now. So uh, we're a 10 seed playing against the 7 seed Texas A&M Aggies Friday at 12.15 p.m. So uh, since I'm going to publish this probably on Thursday, the 15th of March, Fire Nation, you have about 24-ish hours to make sure that you're recording and, and then going to watch that game, Providence versus Texas A&M. Go Friars. Go Friars. And of course, we got to spend so much amazing time with your mother. I had some really great little coffee chats with her and got to spend some time with your sister, your brother-in-law. It was such a great trip. That's why these trips are so amazing. You know, we get to bring our work on the road with us, which is so cool. We're so lucky for that. And we get to spend time with family, which is what we also did when we headed out to San Diego. And as you said, we spent three weeks there. It wasn't as warm as we were hoping for, I don't think, after that 12-inch snowstorm we got in Maine right before we left. But it was really awesome to be outside in regular clothes instead of putting like layer after layer after layer on. Um, Yeah, that was really tough. We're so spoiled in Puerto Rico. I mean, when you can walk outside literally any time of the day with a tank top and shorts on, life is really good. Or night. I mean, you can do a midnight walk in a tank top and shorts and you are comfortable. Oh, yeah. And, And I feel like we've gotten used to it so fast, but I say so fast. And then I realized we've almost been living in Puerto Rico for two years. I mean, I don't think that your parents' uh, fireplace has been used nearly as much as we used <laughs> it the, the three weeks that we were there because we were just like Puerto Rico pansies. 
Yeah, we were pretty big wimps. We had my mom turn the fire on like every morning. It was great though. <laughs> Your father was like, <laughs> um, But San Diego brought with it, like we said, lots of great family time. I got to take a sister trip. Me and my sister went up to San Francisco for the weekend, which was really, really cool. We got to brainstorm and mastermind on some business stuff. Um, we did some business research for her. We went to Napa and did a winery day. Um, and that was very fun. That was my first time ever in Napa, ever in Napa. And, uh, coming back home, we got to, again, just enjoy that time in San Diego, got to catch up with a lot of old friends of ours. We even got to go hang out at our old apartment, like as our old apartment actually used to be. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was awesome. What was that game that we played? Fibbage. Fibbage. Fire Nation, if you've if you've not played this game, it's so cool. I was like really reluctant when everyone was talking about it because I thought we were like busting out a board game. But it's really cool because you actually each play on your individual device. So what were there? Six of us, seven of us. And uh, the game actually is up on the TV screen. So I believe we were playing through Apple TV. But then each player is playing like either on your phone or on an iPad, just some type of mobile device. And um, what ki- what game would you compare it to? It's kind of like apples to apples, maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like it's a little trivial pursuit, but like in a fun way. Yeah. So you play on your phone and this, but like the score is kept in front of everyone. It's just a really cool experience. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but if you haven't checked it out, it's a really fun game. Yeah, I don't think Fibbitch is going to be calling us for a sponsorship anytime soon. Yeah. (laughs) Although maybe if they gave me talking points, I'd be a lot better at explaining (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, So after we kicked off our, after all of this fun awesome family time. We kind of kicked off our week O conferences, which half of which we're going to talk about in this income report. And the other half we're going to talk about in March's income report, because we had traffic and conversion, which closed out February. And then we started off March with social media marketing world, but we were able to kick off traffic and conversion with Mark Asquith, our partner in podcast websites who came out. That was his first time ever in San Diego. So it was pretty cool. We got to take him on an all day tour of Pacific Beach and Mission Beach. We walked loads. I think we did like almost 20,000 steps that day. So we really gave him a thorough tour of the Bay and Beach area. And then we were, before we knew it, moving into a hotel downtown for traffic and conversion, which I personally unconferenced. So unconferences, unconferencing is like when you're there, but you don't actually have a ticket to be there. <laughs> um, so I was just hanging out, networking, meeting up with people. Uh, like one day I took my computer down to just the common area where in the hotel where there was like a Starbucks, which is a really cool way to attend a conference, especially if it's in your hometown and maybe you don't have like loads of disposable cash. Um, you can still be a part of conferences in other ways than buying a ticket and attending sessions and stuff. So that was a really cool way for me to still be able to meet up and chat with a lot of people who are there for the conference without actually attending it. But John, man, your days at traffic and conversion seriously were the busiest days I've ever seen you have, like in the history of ever knowing you. So (laughs) yours is way more exciting than my working at the Starbucks in the hotel lobby. (laughs) Yeah. If there was a mascot for traffic and conversion, it would probably be me because I mean, I was just everywhere when it came to traffic and conversion. I mean, I had 
you know, basically said yes to everything that was uh, coming my way be- up leading up to the actual conference, meaning like people were asking me to do, you know, five minute interviews, 25 minute interviews, hour long video shoots, being part of their video production for this entrepreneurial movie. Um, JJ Ramberg of Your Business, that's a, that's a CN, uh, sorry, an MSNBC show that's been running now for 12 years. Um, asked me to join her um, for a session, which is now going to be on MSNBC um, on Your Business, which runs Saturdays and Sundays at 7.30 a.m., I believe. Um, my mother actually loves the show, so I'm pretty fired up for her to be able to watch that. But I was just back-to-back. You know, I gave a presentation. Um, I hosted a live podcast interview where I had people that were at my presentation come and ask questions afterwards. And we gave out a bunch of mastery journals. And so I was literally just nonstop. I actually did a full day with Frank Kern up at the Frank Kern Ranch. So I uh, went up and spent a whole day with Frank Kern and his mastermind, just like giving them some podcasting tips because he's actually launching a new podcast called Your next million. And so I gave him some pointers on that. And of course, I took advantage of uh, Frank being there and asked him a bunch of questions. And he gave me some great feedback and advice on my future plans for 2018. Got to have lunch with him. Um, just have a great okay, time. Well, like, what are what are some of the things that you asked him about? I'm curious. Well, I asked him, you know, basically what he really thought um, his most profitable um, lead magnet was right now, and he said it was mm. definitely his physical book. He has a physical book that he essentially, um, you know, for gives it like for $5.60, like you get the books, it's kind of like a free plus shipping offer. But then that actual book, and he's just such an analytical guy, like he tracks it all the way down, has such an amazing return on investment for his, really is not his only offer, but really the 90-ish percent of what he does is this one offer, which is his Inner Circle Mastermind, which is a $400 per month mastermind, which he currently has a $522,000 per month uh, monthly recurring revenue on that four wow. hundred dollar per month mastermind. So you can do the math and know that somewhere like around I think twelve or fourteen hundred people or somewhere around there are like in that mastermind. But he knows how many books he has to give away to like the exact number of books, and and how many people that's going to turn into an actual four hundred dollar per month mastermind member. And how long that person's going to stay and what makes them stay longer. And like he just kind of took me through his whole process and his whole funnel. And it was really fascinating because Frank's, you know, been around since 1999. You know, I was still in college when he was absolutely crushing it in the online world. And now, you know, to be sitting down with him literally 20 years later and to have him basically be like, hey, you're the expert in podcasting. Like, please help me. And then, you know, for me to be like, well, you're the expert in like everything else. So please help me. And like, be able to like <laughs> learn a lot from each other and the same seating, you know, was a really cool experience, really cool, cool day. And I know that, uh, we, we definitely built a cool relationship, which again, Fire Nation just kind of goes back to the fact of you have to invest in yourself. I mean, even if, you know, like Kay said, maybe you can't afford a $1,500 ticket because, you know, some, sometimes conferences can get that expensive and you can't maybe afford, you know, a three or $400 per night hotel room, you know, maybe you catch a, maybe, you know, you actually, you know, find the local conferences and, you know, you catch an Uber, you know, to the Starbucks in the lobby and you sit there and like you try to engage people that are coming through and around and have conversations and take selfies. You know, when I'm walking by 
and I'm in a conference and somebody's sitting in a Starbucks and they're like, Hey, JLD, can I take a, can I take a, a selfie? I'm not like, let me see your conference pass first. Like I'm not checking <laughs> to see if they're at the conference or not. Like I'm just taking a selfie with them and I'm saying hi and we're building a connection. And maybe that person's like, Hey, by the way, like I have a podcast. What do you think about being on it? And of course my answer honestly is always, Hey, anybody that asks me in person, I always say yes. So shoot me an email, john at eofire.com and we'll get it on the schedule. And I always do. So it's definitely worth it to get out there, engage with people, you know, especially as you're moving up that ladder, because, you know, now where I'm at, like I'm doing dinners with Andrew Warner, Pat Flynn, Lewis House, you know, Amy Porterfield, just being able to hang out with these people who I become friends with over the years. So there's just so much value to being at conferences, to having your feet, your feet, <laughs> having your face seen. I guess if you have really attractive feet, those can be seen as well. <laughs> um, but having your face seen and to be recognized, and you know, there's people that literally, I have only been attendees. Like they just attend conferences, but I see them every single time I'm at a conference. So I'm I'm friends with them now, and we're friends, and I take pictures with them when we hang out and we grab lunch together. And you know, literally, like that can be you. It's just you have to put in the time, you have to put in the effort. You have to make it happen. So whew, that was a lot. But basically, going back to my presentation at Traffic and Conversion, um, Fire Nation, I gave what I consider a pretty solid presentation, and I got some great feedback on it as well. But my topic was your million-dollar podcasting funnel. And what's really cool is Traffic and Conversion sent me uh, my presentation. I posted it on Facebook. And again, I posted it on March 14th. So if you're listening to this anytime close to March 14th, you can just go to my Facebook page. You just go to Facebook, type John Lee Dumas, go to my Facebook page. And it will be right there on the page. It won't be that far down because I don't post very often on my Facebook page, just once or twice a day at most. So you want, you want to scroll down very far and you'll get to see my full 45-minute presentation um, at Traffic and Conversion where I broke down my funnel formula. Also at the income report, eofire.com slash income54, um, we have a little sheet that Kate created about my funnel formula as well that you can actually uh, print out if you so desire. It's about um, it's a checklist with identifying your topic all the way down to creating a funnel for your avatar. And you can definitely check it out there as well. Um, I talked about the dinners that I went to with people like Joel Calm, uh, Ethan Sigmund of Opesta. So if you're getting into Facebook marketing, um, I'll give a quick shout out right now actually. Uh, if you're hearing this before Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, head over to eofire.com slash messenger and you can come and join myself and Ethan on a free masterclass workshop on Facebook Messenger Marketing. That's Facebook chatbots. It's something you need to at least know and be familiar with. I'll tell you, it was the topic at Traffic and Conversion. It was the topic at Social Media Marketing World. Both keynotes were about Facebook Messenger Marketing, Facebook chat bots. Both of the keynotes were about those topics because that is where all the buzz is. So come to this free workshop. We'll be giving you some value bombs on why Opesta is amazing for this. It's a great software to use for messenger marketing. All you need to do is visit eofire.com messenger. So Kate, that was a lot. Um, 
I'll pass it back over to you before we get into the February income breakdown. Yeah, I will also add something that was really cool at Traffic and Conversion was the live um, like sound booth interview that you did with Mike O'Neill. And it gave a really cool opportunity for anyone to go join you guys in the booth to ask you podcasting questions. Is that right? Yeah, that was a cool thing. So at the end of my presentation, um, I had no time for Q&As because I just packed my presentation from beginning to end with just value, value, value. But I planned it that way because I said, listen, if anybody has questions, come to the podcast booth. I'm going there to give a present, uh, to record an interview with Michael O'Neill right now. There's going to be four microphones and we'll be taking questions for an hour. And we did that. That episode is actually going to go live on EO Fire on uh, April 8th. So it's not going to be for a little while, but you'll hear it coming up um, where I actually interviewed um, Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill interviewed me. It was a very brief uh, back and forth interview. And then we brought on eight different people who had questions about podcasting uh, from the conference. And we answered their questions, which was a lot of fun. So something else that was really cool about TNC too, gosh, so many cool things happened around this event now that I'm thinking about it. Um, But this is, I want to bring it up because it's related to kind of this thread that we've been talking about of putting yourself in a networking situation in a meetup situation, even if you're not buying a ticket to a conference, which by the way, I opted out of attending traffic and conversion because I knew I was going to be all in on social media marketing world. I'm such an introvert. I can't do like six days of conferencing, you I would, would fall over fine. on my face. You would have been <laughs> I would have been fine, but I, I know my limits and I just didn't want to stretch it. I mean, did I prove my extrovertness or what that week? <laughs> oh my gosh. If I would have done your day one at traffic and conversion, I would not have been able to do the following five. <laughs> <laughs> I would have literally been like in my hotel room with a do not disturb sign on. insane. <laughs> You, you were crazy that week, man. And every single night that you came back, you were just like, yeah, tomorrow's this, 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 this. And you were just so on point. It's really incredible. Uh, Very impressive. Saying that that's why I didn't buy my traffic. That's why I didn't get a ticket for traffic and conversion. Um, but that I was there to network, meet up, yada, yada, yada. Pat Flynn hosted a really cool entrepreneurs meetup at a co-working space in San Diego as an open invite. So, I mean, these are the types of like literally anyone could have Googled that. I actually posted on my Facebook page well in advance to let people know about it. So these things are out there. It, it was a, it cost $5 to go to this meetup with Pat Flynn. He had food there. There was how many people were there, John? 300. to go to an event put on by Pat Flynn with 300 other incredible entrepreneurs. These things are out there. You just have to look for them. So John, that kind of wrapped up traffic and conversion. And as I mentioned earlier, social media marketing world took us into March. So we'll be diving into that and a pretty cool one day mastermind that you got to do with Jeff Walker. And who are some other people in the house at that mastermind? Ryan Levesque, Josh Turner, Michael Hyatt. So there are some really cool people at the One Day Mastermind in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll be getting into more details in the income report coming up in one month. Awesome. Let's go into our income breakdown. February 2018's income breakdown for product and service Fire Nation was $120,000. Some of the highlights, we did $18,000 in journal sales. A total of 470 journals were sold. Podcasters Paradise did $33,000. Our podcast sponsorship revenue was $64,000. 
Um, we had some other great affiliate revenue come in, um, a total of $51,896 of affiliate revenue, 31000 of which came from ClickFunnels. Uh, we had $3,400 come in from Create Awesome Online Courses. And there's just a lot of uh, other great affiliates that we have there. So just go to eofire.com slash income 54 to see all of the revenue that we brought in and how we brought it in. But just as importantly, uh, we spent a lot of money and we had a lot of expenses and we list all of those out as well because it was $40,878 of expenses, which we list out line by line by line. So you can see what we think is important to invest our money in when it comes to running our business and uh, to make a decision for yourself. Is this something that we want to spend money on as well? Um, so that's kind of our revenue breakdown. Again, our total net revenue uh, from February was $129,425. And I think it's going to be pretty obvious from our income report thus far what our biggest lesson learned is, which is the power of live events. But Kate, why don't you take it home for us? Definitely. So I actually didn't even remember that this was the biggest lesson learned that I had shared this month until we just got here. And it is quite fitting since we've been talking about meetups and the power of live events. And it honestly reminds me, though, of when I first became an entrepreneur and I would literally go to a meetup. And I was so scared. I felt so alone. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know what to say to people. I felt super awkward with business cards, but I would take them out of my pocket anyways and hand them to people. I mean, I just literally had no experience as an entrepreneur talking about what I could offer somebody else through like a service or a product. And that live event, that very first one that I went to, and probably the 20 plus that I attended after that within like a six month period, I mean, I really hit this hard. And I hit it hard because I knew it was the one thing that freaked me out the most. And since then, I've tried to continue to carry that spirit with me that if something scares me, if my initial reaction is to say no to something, that that's when I need to stop myself and tell myself that I need to do it for that reason. So those, you know, 25 whatever events that I attended within a six month period, guess what? The second one was a little bit easier. And then the third one was a little bit easier. And the fourth one was a little bit easier. And I started meeting these incredible people who accepted me, even though I was awkward at events, who accepted me, even though I didn't know how to talk about my products and services, who accepted me because they were on the same journey that I was. They were awkward too. Even if, (laughs) right, right. If they weren't at that same spot on their journey right then, they had been there before. And so please understand that if you don't know, you know, what to do when you're at a meetup, or if you don't know what to do when you go to your first live event, there are other people there who are in the same boat as you. And there are other people there who have been in your shoes before. And that I can promise you if you're surrounding yourself with the right people, which I know you are because you're tuning into entrepreneurs on fire, then there will be people who will take your hand, who will help guide you, who will help you feel at home. And 
I can say live events have not only helped me become so much more confident when it comes to talking with other entrepreneurs and business owners, but they've also helped me connect with some of my closest friends now, like Jill and Josh Stanton. We know them because of a live event. And now they're like our business besties. Um, Mario and Maria. We know Mario and Maria from an event. Nicole and Omar, we know them from online. Like we have so many incredible friends in this online space who we've met through meetups and events. And if you are depriving yourself of this, if you are not attending live events and doing meetups because you're scared, then you are missing out big time. And I can tell you, your life can change massively as a result of putting yourself out there and doing that. So whether you're just starting out and feeling super scared and alone, or you've been rocking the entrepreneurial thing for a really long time now, I encourage you to leverage live events for the confidence and the relationship building opportunities that they offer. Do not let these opportunities pass you by because we only live once, right? I don't even know if we'd have any friends if it wasn't for live events. <laughs> not in the online space, for sure. <laughs> If you think about it, all of our friends in Palmas, the entire community that we have in Palmas is because we went to that ugly Christmas sweater party. It was a meetup. It was a party. (laughs) It was a live event. And both of us were like, well, we're not going to know one person at this party, but we could find an ugly sweater and go. And now all of our best friends, we met them because of that party. Fire Nation, get out, make things happen. And of course, keep listening to Entrepreneurs on Fire, to Kate's Take. Follow me on Instagram, John Lee Dumas. Follow Kate. You can find her because she is Kate L. Erickson. And as always, Fire Nation, you prepare to ignite.